Before we finish up on the muster for the working week, it is time for a couple of giveaways. We love a giveaway here on the muster. Some awesome ones this week. Thanks to Artie out. The two coffee winners of a $20 coffee voucher each, are Andrew McGregor and Kerry Jensen. Congratulations, guys. And for the Farmlands, Stony Creek Vest, the 10-litre Iskander Salinized Drench and the Drench Gun, Sally Pope. Well done, Sally. I'll be in touch. So thanks to Farmlands as well. If you're coming into Gore this afternoon, uh, they've, got the far- they've got the lambing day as well. So um, it's all go at Farmlands this afternoon. Um, and next guest on the muster, probably not too, doesn't need too much for lambing, I'd say, but uh, he does know his sport. That's Nick Bewley out of Newstalk ZB. How's things? <laughs> G'day, Andy. Yeah, very well. Thank you, mate. One of the more interesting intros you've probably had. Yeah, I'd say up there. Yeah, not not needing too much uh, from an agricultural farming standpoint where I am in the uh, in the big smoke, so to speak, in Christchurch. But um, definitely love uh, uh, love what you've given away there. It's great stuff. It's how we roll, my friend. Hey, um, Commonwealth Games. Let's start with this fantastic event. You guys were flat out on Gold Sport doing the overnight commentaries, doing the hub yards. Um, how did you find it? Oh, mate, just from a yeah, sort of self-indulgent standpoint. First off, it was just. Uh, yeah, one of the highlights of my radio career. Uh, yeah, just commentating from cricket to weightlifting to lawn bowls, you know, squash, everything in between. Uh, it was awesome. And, you know, some sort of legends of, of radio broadcasting, guys like Malcolm Jordan and, and Jason Fine have been around the traps for a long time. So it was pretty pretty special from a from a young fella's perspective to get thrown in the mix and, and have a crack. So. And, and then from a the New Zealand standpoint, I mean, you know, from a, a history perspective, to to get their greatest haul of medals in '49, um, you know, the most at overseas games, most gold ever with 20. Um, I, you know, I don't know off the, my head if uh, the chef to mission Nigel Avery had some sort of KPIs, but uh, look, New Zealand certainly, uh, you know, held their head high. I thought, you know, maybe the team sports were a little disappointing, particularly the sevens, both walking away with bronze. Um, the white fans, yeah. to their credit, fought back after, you know, they, they got uh, skittled for you know, 71, or, you know, held to 71 off 20 overs against England in pool play, and then to come back and beat them in the bronze medal match was impressive. But uh, I think on the whole, gee, we're a nation of uh, of peddlers and swimmers by the looks of it. Our cyclists were, were incredible after what's been a pretty tumultuous year or a couple of years and, and our swimmers I thought really held themselves uh, high as well a, a pretty good haul in the pool so I really enjoyed it I know it wasn't probably everyone's cup of tea and, and it is a bit of a obviously a watered down version of the Olympics and it was in the middle of the night but um, you know I was up all, all hours uh, covering basically everything for golf sport and um, I thought it was a, a fantastically run tournament and it was a, a, a sports event rather and it was just great Andy to to have something that by and large wasn't impacted by COVID. I think we had one withdrawal with Anton Cooper, which is unfortunate in the mountain biking. But outside of that, there was crowds. There was, uh, you know, plenty of excitement in and around Birmingham and um, and the sports got on with themselves. So that's an encouraging sign for uh, the post-COVID landscape. It just looked normal, didn't it? You looked over in the UK, yes, the COVID in the background, but everything just soldiered on. And how good is it to see sport continuing like it used to? Yeah, 100%. And I think you can add that to the, the scenes from Mbombala for the for the Springboks win over the All Blacks and uh, yeah, around the world, a Premier League kicking off again at the weekend. And it was just, uh, 
yeah, normality is starting to, to come back. Of course, it's still lingering, but um, yeah, these restrictions seem to be long gone now that we're, most of us are, are vaccinated and have sort of moved on a little bit with our lives and have learned to live with it. So I think that's only a positive for sport that really took a, a good you know, kick up the backside of the last, you know, was that first year or 18 months when um, when COVID was uh, was first uh, first became into our lives anyway. And just finally, Nick, we'll talk about the All Blacks. We'll touch on this. Four changes overnight. Stags, Ethan DeGroote starting. How do you see this game panning out? Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky question. I, I mean, we had a bit of a lull in our Commonwealth Games action. Uh, so we ended up watching the, the Springboks All Blacks test uh, in Bombella and wow, I mean, the, the pack that the Springboks have is just phenomenal, just brute force and physicality and something that the All Blacks just couldn't match and still on attack even with these changes and portfolios of the changes and the coaching set up and Foster, you know, and Foster's taking on a more hands-on uh, brief with the attack. It just, they weren't able to get it really any front football and, and it wasn't until, what was it, the 78th or 79th minute, and again, it was just a bit of individual brilliance from Caleb Clark to, to set up Shannon Frizzell, and up until that point, they were held to three points. So, look, they're going um, to, you know, the, the mecca of South African rugby, Alice Park, um, where the Springboks, at, you know, even when the All Blacks are at their absolute best, find it hard to win there. I personally can't see a change of fortunes. I thought... The selections from Foster and Co. were still a little on the conservative side. I would have liked to have seen some changes uh, in the midfield in particular, um, potentially some more changes in the loose forward trio as well. I'm pleased to see uh, your man, Ethan DeGroote, get a run. And personally, from a Canterbury standpoint, really excited to see what Fletcher Newell can do as well. The, this young tight head from Rangiora, he's only 22 years old, he's going to be the first... Uh, Rung you to high school all black since Todd Black had it, so that's, nice. uh, that's a little bit exciting. But uh, yeah, Cheeky's being chucked to the wall, so to speak, against the South African pack. So personally, can't see the All Blacks winning, and then that just heaps more pressure on, doesn't it? That'll be six losses in their last seven tests, and and then they come here to the Garden City against the Pumas, and there'll be a fair bit of uh, speculation around uh, people's future, like Ian Foster, over the coming weeks. I'm sure. Squeaky bum time. Hey, Nick, thanks for your time as always. Cheers, Andy. Have a great laugh weekend. out loud with Ag Proud. Because life on the land can be a laughing matter. Laugh out loud with Ag Proud. Brought to us by Livestock Supplies. Paddy buys an automatic BMW X5 Sport. He drives the car perfectly well during the day, but at night it won't go. He tries driving the car at night for a week, but no joy. Really angry, he calls the dealer. They send a tech out to help. He asks, are you doing it right? Are you using the right gears? Angrily, he says, of course. I'm not that stupid. I use D for day and N for night. That is a muster for a Friday over and done with. Thanks very much for your company. My name's Andy Muir. See you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Go the Stags!